Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's recording of our Sunday service for St Barnabas in Thatcham. Thank you for joining us. And hopefully, as much as we love um, doing the podcast and as much as we've got into a little groove with this, hopefully um, we will be able to start meeting together in person soon. We'll have more information for you about that as soon as we're able to share it. We just need to get all of our ducks in a row before we share that with you all. Um, But hopefully early next week, we'll have some information about that. So this week, um, the readings we're looking at are some of the parables um, that Jesus taught about the kingdom of God. And of course, the kingdom of God was one of the things that Jesus taught about the most. And he always used images of sort of everyday things um, to talk about that. So talked about yeast and seeds um, and farming, um, all these sort of everyday images that the people he was speaking to would have been really familiar with. So we're going to hear a few of those today. And what really strikes me and that I think um, really resonates for me in this time in those readings today is the idea that the kingdom of God, um, one, grows abundantly um, without us often even noticing. And the kingdom of God is often to be found and God's presence is often to be found in the unexpected things of this world um, and sometimes the rejected and forgotten things. So. We're going to hear a lot more about that. Brenda's got a a great reflection for us today. Um, But let's begin now with a prayer. So as we enter God's holy presence this morning, we ask ourselves, are we ready to hear again about God's kingdom? Come, open your hearts and minds to see the kingdom around us and within us. Come and worship the living God. Amen. The Gospel is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 to 33 and verses 44 to 52. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so the birds of the air can come and make their nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until it was all leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. 
This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. Five times in this passage. Do you get the idea that Jesus wants us to know and understand what the kingdom of heaven is like? So today in our gospel reading, we are given a whole series of images to help us to understand what it's like to glimpse the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and enter it. We are told about the excitement and often the surprise of discovering it, upon which everything we presently value seems so insignificant and temporary in comparison. So as a matter of urgency, we want to give up all that keeps us from owning such a possession. We are told of the way it grows and spreads with astounding effect, so that not only our own lives, but the lives of many others are affected for great and lasting good. And we are urged to take this teaching seriously to heart, because the consequences of how we lead our lives here are not insignificant or temporary or a matter of personal taste. It's all so much bigger than that. And Jesus does not want his hearers, whom he loves, to reach the end of their earthly lives and find that they are totally unprepared for the next phase. He wants us to know that the kingdom is here on earth as well as at the end of time. Now, I'm not sure whether Matthew collected all these little parables together in a compendium or whether Jesus threw them out like confetti into the crowd in the hope that everyone would take at least one of them to heart and maybe go on thinking about them, as all good stories make us do, and so come to know what the kingdom of heaven is like for themselves. Parables, as you probably know, are stories that contain secret meanings, secret treasures that God wants us to know and unlock for ourselves. But we have a choice. If we don't want to think about them, then they remain a secret. We can just take them at face value. But what is the kingdom of heaven like? What do these parables tell us? Let's look a bit more closely. The first two images of the seed and the leaven are probably saying something like this, that the kingdom of heaven can begin with something really, really tiny, something insignificant. It may be a word said at a certain moment when someone is ready to hear it. It may be a gesture, a gift offered, a compliment, or some encouragement given, or maybe a kindness shared can be anything someone brings into being, even unknowingly, and it can have an extraordinary consequence. And I expect we can all think of something like that, and how true that can be. In God's kingdom, the smallest and least significant things are capable of incredible power. Nourished and nurtured, slowly but surely, faith grows until suddenly it becomes noticeable. We might be able to identify a person whose faith has grown and transformed them so much that we feel completely amazed. And indeed, that, they might have, that might have happened in our lives as well. 
The mustard seed and the yeast are everyday miracles and everyone knows how they work and how extraordinary it is that something so small can have such an effect. But have you ever thought of the kingdom of heaven like that? Surely the kingdom of heaven is already huge and magnificent, not something tiny, working inconspicuously until suddenly you can't miss it anymore. Jesus had given the crowd so much to think about. Will they choose him? Will they choose this way of life? Which way will they vote? And which way will we vote? The next two parables, the treasure and the pearl, they go together. Both stress the value of the kingdom and it's worth any sacrifice cost of gaining it. It will cost all we have. First, Jesus speaks of treasure hidden in a field which is found by a poor man discovered by accident while he's doing his normal daily work. He quickly hides it again until he can buy the field. The point of the parable? Well, some people discover the worth of the kingdom by accident. They are going about their ordinary lives and somehow they discover the work of God for no apparent reason. But it's realising the value of and acting on that discovery that will make difference in their lives. The pearl of great value is found by a rich man. He came across it after a long and patient search. He knew perfection when he saw it. And indeed, he had never seen it until he saw this pearl. There are other pearls on the market, but none to compare with this one. And maybe this is the way that some people find the kingdom. They try other faiths, they look at other ideologies and get a lot from them. But one day they find the loveliest thing in all the world and they give up all else to gain it. When they hear about the transforming life of Jesus. So the point of these two parables is the joy of discovery, even though people find and enter the kingdom in many different ways. And through this, Jesus is saying that when you really, really know God in a loving friendship, you know that living in him each day is actually worth far more than anything else you own. And that is what living in the kingdom is like. A last image. This scene is played out on a lake in the working lives of the listeners. The nets are pulled in and the people start to sort the fish. The good are kept and the bad are thrown back. So in the parable, some are kept, some are rejected. Jesus pauses and says that it will be like this for all of us when we come to give an accounting for our lives. Some will be accepted, some will be rejected. Because in this life, God gives us a choice to be his, but the choice is ours. We can include or exclude us from God's love. Yet God, the creator of the universe, is heartbroken at every life thrown away. God really wants everyone in his kingdom. He wants everyone to know him. And because of his son, Jesus, we are able to have a completely new kind of friendship with God that had never before been possible. Through Jesus dying, rising and returning to heaven, we are able to have the gift of God's life breathed into our own lives. That means that new every morning in our lives, there are new possibilities, new treasures, new treasures in our daily friendship with the living God.
Not only are we looking forward to the coming of God's kingdom at the end of all time, we can also enjoy living in it now. Five little parables, but one enormous and generous God who wants you safely in his kingdom. And to get there, all you have to do is take hold of the gift that God is offering you. Because of the work of Jesus, you can unlock the parable. Come into the kingdom. If you are in it already, then come further in. Come and know God better. If you're not, then maybe today is the day that you stop searching and just say yes. Yes to the treasure of eternal life and yes to fullness of life right here and now. Jesus says come. Will you choose him today? today see if you can have a look around your house and find a small seed 
perhaps in your kitchen cupboard you might even have some mustard seeds lurking there or maybe in the shed um, for planting outside so once you've got that you can pause us for now and then come back and then if you hold that seed in your hand um, to help you with your prayers today Lord you teach us through your parables that the kingdom of God is closer than we think you teach us that the kingdom of God can be seen in ordinary things that indeed the kingdom of God is all around us so we pray today, Lord, that you would give us eyes to see your kingdom and hearts to celebrate it where we find it. Lord, let your kingdom come. Lord, you teach us through your parables that where the seed of the kingdom is, there comes unimaginable fruitfulness. Fruitfulness that can sustain our lives the lives of those around us and even the whole world. As we reflect on this tiny seed, we think about small beginnings, about potential and about opportunity. We think about those things in our lives that look like mustard seeds. Those small things that we could so easily miss but have the potential to grow. We think about what the last few months have provided for us. What seeds have been planted in this strange and different time. And we think about our life together as a church. We think about those things, those mustard seeds that are just springing up, but which could become a tree that provides shelter and life for our community. We pray, Lord, that you would reveal those things to us and give us eyes to see those seeds in our lives and in our community. And we offer these mustard seeds to you in faith and in hope. Lord, let your kingdom come. Lord, we face challenges in taking your parables to heart. Sometimes we forget your provision and we struggle for everything that we have. Sometimes we miss the signs of your kingdom and we labour on with things that are not bringing us or the world around us life. Sometimes, Lord, we close our hearts to being amazed by what you can do and we place ourselves and our work at the centre of our plans rather than looking for what you are doing amongst us. Lord, set us free from ourselves and from our own plans when they stifle us. Surprise us this week with signs of your kingdom and open our hearts to your presence in our lives and in our community. Lord, let your kingdom come. And so we finish with the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. 
Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. So thank you for joining us this week and thank you to everyone who's contributed in putting this podcast together. So let's finish here with a prayer of blessing. God, the Holy Trinity, make you strong in faith and love, defend you on every side and guide you in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.